I can see it now. Oh, wow. Pretty flashy screen you got there. <laughs> wow. The I Cosmic see. Cowboy. Oh, you must be seeing my background. I am. I'm going to have to talk about my, my favorite cowboy poet from the Midwest if you do that. Well, <laughs> we, we do it. It doesn't matter what we talk about. If you, yeah, you can remember that we will talk about that. Cowboy poet and don't know it. They don't know it. He wrote a couple of books on dreams and what we encounter in our dreams, which, uh, you know, is, is uh, he's talking about lucid dreaming and, and how you have a different different senses in your dreams. Mm hmm. How oh, colors aren't the same, sounds aren't the same, feelings aren't the same. It's really, really pretty good. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Send me the guy's email because that, that kind of topic is right where their show is at. I don't know if he's still alive. I mean, I worked on a couple of his books when I was with Quest in the uh, mid-'80s. Mm. His name is Bruce Vance, V-A-N-C-E. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we'll look him up, see if he's still, if the good Lord hasn't taken him. But uh, Vaughn Brashler, I appreciate you coming on the Edge broadcast, man. We're going to be talking about time shifts and uh, slipping into the past and into the future, man. Uh, that's that's controversial right there. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's introduce yourself to the audience, uh, Vaughn. Who are you, and and why? Uh, what are you about, and why did you write this book? Well, um, actually, Daniel, I'm a uh, journalist. I mean, start out newspaper, did a little radio. Uh -huh. uh, I never expected to do this. Um, I kind of evolved into magazine work, and then I started working at, at book publishers. And at the same time, I had an interest in all this, and I had some encounters. Very interesting things happened in my life. I would say that I had, hmm, like mentors along the way that would kind of like give me a nudge, you know, mm -hmm. people that would just come out of nowhere, you know, really mysterious people too. And um, I, I don't know if they were guides or just friendly folk, but uh, they, they turned my life around uh, in so many ways. And then when I started working for book publishers, lo and behold, I started working on these kind of books. Let's call them metaphysical or esoteric. <clears throat> and and that really that really uh, really made me happy. So you know, mm -hmm. uh, not interested in journalism anymore. But my approach to writing books is pretty much that of a journalist. I'm certainly not a scientist. I'm certainly not a yoga expert. You know, I'm certainly not a shaman. Just look at me. <laughs> You know, everybody can get certification as a shaman now, but... Uh, Matur no, maturity no. is a qualification for shamanism. Yes, yes, but it is also an inherited situation. You go through an internship and training. It's hereditary. But anyway, let's not go there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, um, I, I try to interview people. I try to absorb information and, and, and uh, distill it for my readers in a way that makes some sense. So my, my books end up having exercises and pros and con lists of does this make sense? How could it make sense? Would it work? Why wouldn't it work? Mm -hmm. You know, there, I, I would call them, you know, how-to hands-on books. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just get into it. And uh, by the way, if you've ever seen how this show runs, uh, people that are watching the show, they send in questions as we're going. Uh, and oh. so uh, we'll be talking, but then I'll be taking their questions. I, we don't have third-party callers, so they'll come through me to you. But So we have that going. And also, we did put up two polls on our website 
in regards to tonight's show, one, uh, people can take a, a, the uh, question of whether they believe time travel exists. And then the second one, if they could go forward or backward, what time yes. period would they like to go? And why don't we start with you on that one? Do, yep. Does time travel exist, Vaughn? It exists. It exists. But most people find it harder to go into the future than into the past. And that, I find this odd, really, because a lot of people have... Uh, time traveled into the future uh, in their dreams and, and I'm talking about uh, precognition dreams mm -hmm. a lot of people you know and these are these are lucid dreams they're not just dreams uh, fitful fitful dreams of, of a restless sleep where you're uh, mulling over your worries and your concerns mm -hmm. I mean these are dreams where you actually seem to leave your body and go somewhere so so I think a lot of people are surprised when their prophetic dreams actually come true, but it happens all the time to a lot of people. So I know that we can go forward in our in our um, in time travel. It seems easier though for most people to self-program going back in time. Mm. So, so you know, I, I I do have exercises each way. I've done workshops and ask people, you know, first of all, we're going to go back. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you were going to go forward. Most people, though, they don't. They don't really. There's no frame of reference. You know, I mean, they'll they'll think like, well, I know that I was back there in the past, even if it was a previous life. I'm back there in the past somewhere. You know, and they're all familiar with the 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 psychologist couch or the psychotherapy where they regress you. You know, so they have they have this idea they can go back, they can go back, they can go back. And there's a lot of really wonderful books about people that are re regressed and they remember remember their past, mm -hmm. uh, even into earlier lives. But to, for people to go forward in the future uh, requires an intense belief, you know, that it can be done. And 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 most people just think it can't be done. So I think that. Um, I think there again, you know, there's almost like a formula. One of my teachers gave me this formula. I'm sure your 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 folks out there probably heard something like this. First, you um, you perceive something, then uh, and then you conceive it, and then you achieve it, and then you believe it. Well, uh, I think that people have trouble with the last part of that, believing it. They don't think they can go forward, but but I'll I'll say this about that subject: there are many cases of shamanic visionaries, whether you want to call them dreamwalkers or skinwalkers or whatever, and they'll go into a deep trance and they'll go back in time. They'll talk to the ancestors. Mostly they listen, right? It's not so interactive as people think. Mm -hmm. I mean, Back to the Future is a cute story, but you really you know, can't get a driver's license if you go back in the past. Or, well, okay, then, then you have the case of the shaman that goes into the future. And the shaman goes into the future for much the same reason. He wants to see what the land is going to be like, what happens to his people in the future, and he comes back as a perfect witness of, of what he's seen. It's not so much like finding out what you're going to be like, but what is the world going to be like? Mm. Wow. Now, have you personally time traveled yourself? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I don't think I'm really good at it. I'm certainly not a shaman okay. and not, I'm not a yoga master, but I've done it. Okay. And it all started accidentally, and, and now I've kind of come up with a, 
some steps that make it easier. Well, we have a question from our, our moderator. Jay says, how far forward have you been able to travel in time? I, I'm not really sure. I, I've, I've seen what seems like a cataclysmic event. And I know other people have had this kind of vision, too, where all the world seems rolling. It's like a huge, um, it's like a huge um, 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 uh, earthquake, right? The ground is rolling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, you ever been in an earthquake? They're pretty scary. Well, this is scary. And, and from the sky, it's raining crystals, heavy crystals. You know, I'm thinking like some, something is going to happen. Some, some meteoric thing is going to happen to us at some point in time. And I've had that a couple of times, that, that dream. Hmm. Now, now that, that was actually like an induced, that would be like a, a time traveling in a vivid, uh, vivid dream or a lucid dream. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had, but you couldn't, you couldn't really tell what the, what the year was or anything like that? No, it, it seemed like it seemed like it was in the immediate future because I know there was like furniture that didn't look terribly terribly different, but it, it didn't look like it was the day after tomorrow. I mean, it it looked uh, it looked like it was you know a century or two into the future at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have this question here from Doreen. She says, um, "Did plant did Planet X destroy the Earth in the future?" <laughs> maybe this is what happens. I mean, I've heard that speculation, mm-hmm. and I've talked to other people that have had the same kind of a, a look into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably as, as likely as, as any scenario. Uh, I <laughs> We have a liner that we have accumulated for the show, and it's basically little snippets that from guest questions that I asked. And one guest I asked this question, I said, have you ever met yourself in the past? So here's an opportunity I can ask you. Have you ever met yourself in the past or the future? In the past, yes. I've gone into the past. And, and I have think you met it, yourself? Met myself, you know. And I, I wasn't exactly the same person. <laughs> you know, I could tell it was me, but it, but it looked really, really different. You know, this person looked different. And, um, you know, it's all genetics, right? So, um yeah, and and I think this is one of the most practical things you can do with uh, inducing time travel uh, exercises to travel back in time mm-hmm. is to examine where you've been. Because if you examine where you've been, you see a pattern of where you're going. Mm-hmm. This is very helpful. I mean, we're on a long journey here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie uh, The Time Machine by H.G. Wells, yeah. Uh, now I, I don't know about all of them. I know it's been made, remade several times, but in the latest remake, um, the the quirky young guy, professor genius, wife got shot and killed, and that was the impetus for him to go ahead with the time machine. And so he went back in time just before she was killed and mm-hmm. rescued her from that situation where she got mm-hmm. killed and took her to another place in the in the town. But then a horseless carriage ran her over and killed her again. So I was wondering, that's a philosophical question. Does fate mean that wherever he met her, she would be killed and there was no stopping it? I I would have to say yes. I don't think you could affect the past or the future from from traveling into it. Because you travel into it pretty much as a witness or as a, let's say, a, 
an energy body. I mean, I, I think it's like your etheric body. So you people will see you. They might not be able to interact with you. And, and, and of course, the time machine is just fiction anyway. The mm. story is fiction. Yeah. So, but I think that it's very, very hard to actually come up with a scenario where you could actually go into the past or into the future and actually alter the events of time. Okay. All right. Many more questions coming in. We'll take a few, then we'll get back to it. Um, a person asks, says, Vaughn, how do I go into the future in my sleep? Yeah. I love that question because that's the easiest way to get people to do this. You know, the ancients, I mean, going back thousands of years, like, you know, the Chaldeans and the the uh, the Egyptians, the Greeks, they, they had dream temples. They had temples that were built and operated with, you know, staff, you know, and you would go into the dream temple and you would induce a program dream of discovery to go somewhere outside space, outside time uh, to explore, you know, who am I? How do I fit in the scheme of things? Where did I come from? Where am I going? Huge questions we all have. And, and so, to, and I know that in, uh, in the uh, Eastern spiritual sciences, in Hinduism, uh, the yoga tradition known as Samadhi mystics, these are, these are um, Raja yoga uh, people who um, work with consciousness, as, as I do, and they, they use consciousness to induce dreams, and they encourage their, their interns, their novices, to start their vision quests um, by um, establishing, setting up self-programmed uh, dreams. And these, we would call these lucid dreams. So they would actually, you know, lie down, they put, put themselves in a meditative state. This is what I do in a workshop. Mm -hmm. I have people lie on their back, arms and legs outstretched. In yoga, that's called the dead man pose. You could do it another way, but it's, it's very good to do that. The trick is you want to get the body relaxed and get the physical body kind of at rest. Let it go numb on you. And then the, lastly, you, you numb the mind so there's no more chatter or thoughts going through your mind, no words. You cease paying attention to external distractions. And then you go deep inside you where you see just a void. And then you begin to sketch a picture of where, it's very important to sketch a picture. You, do, you don't want words going through your mind as you're setting up your, um, your, your, your vision quest. Because if, if, you, if you use words, think of this, you're concentrating and you're using your analytical brain to do that. That's where speech comes from. And you want your your physical brain, that part of your mind that is attached to your your skull, your your actual brain, you want that thing at rest. And then you want your super consciousness to kind of like drift and explore. And 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 this is a whole different uh, approach that most people ever experience. Most people never get in touch with their inner self. Mm -hmm. By that I mean the spirit that that mm -hmm. dwells within you. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so tomorrow, tomorrow is uh, Resurrection Day. Has anybody yeah. ever went back in time 
to see the crucifixion? Or do you Gosh, mean, or do you I don't Jesus? know. I mean, I have it. Um, you could be the first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I haven't heard of anyone doing that. Mm -hmm. um, that's not to say it wouldn't be possible or the event didn't occur. It's just that I, I've never heard of anyone doing that. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I think maybe a lot of people wouldn't want to. I mean, it would be kind of frightful. Well, that yeah, that, that's why I kind of threw in the back end of that. I realized that was a frightful thing to say. Yeah. But to see or meet Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think there are people who claim that they've they've met Jesus in in a um, either a, a programmed uh, lucid dream or uh, in actually uh, awaking. Um, exercise where they go into a, a meditative state and then they leave the body then in a in a trance-like state now the bible itself says that your young men shall dream dreams your old men shall have visions yeah it, it seems that 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 the, the creator or the great designer has yeah. intended and designed us with abilities to dream and to have visions and i think society uh, dampens that or obscures that or blocks that with the constant flow of information and uh, deceptive uh, things that get your eyes off of that or your your mental design or your desire to you know to exercise your ability of visions and dreams because you know you know all the constant entertainment constant diversions uh, constant yep. uh, turmoil to where you can't really settle down and listen in. All right, let's get some more questions here uh, from Jade. Have we colonized Mars when you traveled forward? Did you see that? I know that many of us have lived past lives on Mars and Venus, and it's likely that we'll go there again. You know, um, yes, people have actually left their body They've time traveled. They've gone. When we time travel, you know, we're not we're not simply talking about sh a shift in time, but a shift a shift in space. Because you know, there's I, I think we should differentiate. Sometimes you'll be walking, and you'll be in the same space, but that space at a different time. That's quite common with time slips. But a lot of people who will actually set up an exercise will program uh, a time travel. Uh, where they actually leave their physical body and they visit a different place as well as a different time. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I think this is, uh, I know that there are people who have, have been to the moon, you know, okay. in uh, time travel. Let me ask something yeah. maybe you can explain to me. I never did understand when watching the X-Files, um, when Mulder and Scully uh, would be on a road and they think something happened and they yeah. get out with a, spray can and mark an X on the road. Do you and it has something to do with time shifting at that point. Did you do you do you, or did you ever see that? Can you explain what they I, were doing? I, I've seen that show. I, I I never noticed that they did that with yeah. the spray can. But Several times. Sp yeah. Spook Spooky and his doctor friend did a lot of things that were funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she turned out to be uh, liking women. All right, so we got this here. Australian Ben says, um, Vaughn. Have you traveled to the edge of the universe? If so, what's beyond space? What's beyond space? That's wow, what's beyond space? Um, I don't know. There's, everything is space. I mean, there's space everywhere. I mean, the, the thing that holds creation together is 
is uh, energy in space. You know, it's like so. I can't. I can't understand what what that is. I mean, if 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 the if the, uh, if the question is what's beyond our world or what's beyond our galaxy or what's beyond our universe, I know that there are multiverses, uh, there are universes, there are worlds and realities that are beyond ours, and yet they're accessible. They're actually very close. And, and closer than you think. It's really not so much a, a question of distance, but a shift in consciousness. Mm -hmm. I mean, physicists are saying this. I'm not making this up. Mm -hmm. But mystics have said it for years, too. And I agree with you, by the way. There's a lot of mysticism in the Bible. I always tell people to go through the Bible and, 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 and um, highlight everywhere where it says, uh, something to the effect, you have eyes, yet you see not. You have ears, yet you hear not. And golly gee, what do you think that means? Hmm. Yeah. So we had a, uh, a guest on the program here uh, about a year ago uh, who believes that Paul McCartney is, uh, was d killed and replaced. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, I wasn't able to ask her a quest this question here because it was a time a time travel related question about the Beatles. And there's a story out there floating on the internet that somebody was working underneath their sink and yeah. they saw a portal. And they went in yeah. there and yeah. they went to the other side where the Beatles had wrote a whole bunch of different music and he got that music and brought it back. Were you aware of that, and did that happen? No, no, that's a really good one. I, I, I know the story of the, the where they they pranked people with a, an end of a record that if you played it backward, it mm -hmm. said uh, Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it, oh but, yeah. And then Yoko Ono, you place her backwards, and it says I hate God. But no, this is it was just uh, something out there on the internet, and, and there's a, there's this music that somebody claims, and I've heard it. It yeah. sounds exactly like the Beatles, but it's different kind of music, but it's a time. Travel related question. All right, let's get to another question for you. Smoke says, um, Bon, aren't these visions or dreams about the future only one possibility out of thousands? Yes, absolutely. You know, the uh, it, it's a probable future. It's it's. I always think of the the three Greek women. You know, the fates that would would run the loom, and they would they would. They were blind, and, and, and the threads would go through their hands, and yet each thread was a life they held in their hands, and yet that person had to live that life, you know, the, you know. and I guess what I'm trying to say is this, it's a probable f future based on energy the way it's going now. The, the current events seem to be pushing things a certain direction, but it's, it's something, something, you know, there's always the ripple effect. You throw a little pebble into a pond, and it creates so many ripples, even though it's just a little pebble. So I always think that, and I tell people who put great faith in things like um, astrology or numerology or whatever, tarot, whatever, you know, it's like, it's the probable future. You know, it's like there are so many things in play that will can't alter the outcome. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a story in the Bible where God stopped time for 15 days. Somebody in the live chat tell me what that oh, yeah. 
what that scripture is there I'm talking about. Yeah. I believe he That's stopped it. it for 15 days. All right, so we have this uh, question from Tracy Yates, previous guest. Uh, have you met anyone from the future? Well, uh, anyone from the future? I would have to say no. I mean, every time I've gone to the future, I always see the way the world looks in, in the future. And, but, but then I don't really, I'm not really looking for meeting somebody because, I mean, I can't envision who I would see in the future. Mm -hmm. Who would I see? Would I see me in the future? Mm -hmm. um, it's never occurred to me. I, I'm sure it would be a possibility. But when you say you meet them, I mean, keep in mind that when you time travel, this is just a shift in your consciousness. Mm -hmm. and, and people have been doing this for, for millennia. But you can get good at it and you can shift your consciousness and you can realize um, things that other people would not find obvious by simply using their eyes and their five perceptive skills. But, um, where was I going with this? You, um, well, let me ask you, let me ask you another question, Vaughn. Um, yeah. uh, there's a lot of talk on the internet about the Mandela effect. Is the Mandela effect really not like an effect that something's changing, but that we somebody has moved into a different uh, reality or different multiverse. Yeah. Um. For instance, uh, the the Bearstein Bears. Did somebody? Did, yeah. did we as a people or certain people move into a a, a multiverse where it's different than the previous? remembrance of the Bearstein Bears or perhaps, oh yeah yeah I see the Mandela or perhaps the, right. the monocle, right. the, the monocle well, on the on the character on Monopoly uh, and everybody say he has one now he doesn't you know do, is, it, is, it, is that time slipping there is that going into a different multiverse consciousness will change everything so you have you have the the effect of group thought you know we, we do this all the time with songs prayers um, chants um, um, group thought has tremendous power and this will cause a consciousness shift which will actually transform things mm -hmm. it'll transform the world and it'll transform reality mm -hmm. so yes it is it's possible to to mm -hmm. see transformation through um the dynamics of um, but, but 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 we would be aware i mean the whole point of that is that we seem to be aware that something yeah. different has occurred so we, we, have have known, we have a memory. We, we must it, have yes. had a memory of Never the previous been, multiverse yeah. we just walked out of. That's right. That's right. So you have to you have to think that that time is not linear. You know, and that the past, the present, and the future are amazingly happening simultaneously. It's just that we're focused on this moment in this place. You know, if you're in another another part of the country or another part of the world, you're focused on another part of another place, and maybe you're in a different time zone. So we've all experienced this. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of where your perception is focused. So what I'm, what I'm proposing with these exercises is that you get outside of your five perceptions. You get outside of your physical perception. You get outside of your three-dimensional view of the world, your linear view of, of reality. And you, you, you go into a, a state of heightened consciousness where you're actually using greater awareness mm -hmm. And, and 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 seeing more than most people will see mm -hmm. yeah somebody did respond to my qu to my question um, 
I believe it's our, our moderator says it was Joshua chapter 10 says that um, uh, the sun and time stopped while they were uh, the Israelites were fighting Amorites in Canaan and so uh, Joshua prayed so there was there was uh, a time stoppage well that's also been described as possibly an eclipse mm-hmm okay um, well, it seemed like there were days involved there. All right, let's get to another question here. This is from uh, Kelvin Morgan. It says, Vaughn, have you heard of the Montauk Project, and do you have, and do you know what happened? Are you a part of that project in some way? No, 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 I'm, I'm not. Uh, I know, I know a couple people who were in black ops with the government. You know, it's like, but I'm not familiar with that program at all. Mm-hmm. Um. And let's get to this question here from Australian Ben. Uh, was Linda Hamilton, and I believe referring to uh, the Terminator series, Linda oh, yeah. Hamilton a time traveler from the future who came back to the past in order to marry James Cameron so that he would make Terminator so she could become Sarah Connor and reveal Skynet? <laughs> well, after she found her name in the phone book, yes, of course. Uh, no, I think that's just... Um that's okay. just too cute for words. All right. So, Vaughn, have you achieved the lotus and experienced the altar of fire that does not burn? I believe so. I, I can't really say that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, experience, everyone experiences um, higher states of yoga consciousness differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dabbled in things that most interest me. I've had some good teachers. I think I've, I think I've come really close to experiencing that. Oh, okay. Um, is time travel a type of astral projection? I get this question a lot, and, and, I'll, and I'll answer it two ways, yes and no. How's that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Let, let, me, let me explain. Sure. Okay. When you astral travel, as most people think of it, you're traveling in your astral body. Right mm-hmm. now, this just might get into semantics, and I and I confess that might be the case. It's just we're dealing, we're mincing words. But but when you astral travel or remote view, then you are or 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 astral project, then you are uh, traveling in an emotional body. You're what we call our astral body at an astral level, which is fine, absolutely fine. But what we what we're proposing here. Is, is traveling with more of your energy body. That is to say, we're quite complex individuals, you know. In a way, we're human hybrids. We're, um, we're energy bodies. We absorb, process, and transform and project energy, as all living things do. And I'm talking about electromagnetic dynamic energy. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just a, a scientific fact. And, and yet, yet we're also physical beings, you know. So we're like, um, there's a, a really uh, almost unlimited power source that we call our inner motor, our, yeah. our spirit, our yeah. soul. And then there's there's this this body, this 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 this, this mechanism we walk around in. Um, but when when we talk about setting up time travel exercises, mm-hmm. uh, even in lucid dreaming. We're talking about leaving the body in much the same way people do an astral projection or astral travel, but leaving with also your um, your etheric body, which looks very much like your physical body. It's like a blueprint of your physical body. 
It is the, it is the, you have to think of, of us as a luminous being. You know, we are light, we project light, you know. Some people see the light, some people can measure light, you know, with instruments. Other people have simply heard of the light. But there are lights of various colors and, and, and vibrational qualities uh, emitting from the body. Now, so we talk about the etheric body, the astral body, or the emotional body. We talk about the mental body. We talk about the causal body. And then this, the three spiritual bodies uh, connecting us to divinity. So what we talk about in, 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 in most, most of these exercises is it's much like astral projection but leaving with more of yourself leaving behind just the physical carcass in a rested position so it's very important in setting up these exercises whether they're programmed uh, dreams or they're exercises uh, meditation exercises that you 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 put yourself in a restful safe quiet remote um position where you can you can actually be safe and 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 peaceful and then you you momentarily leave the body now when you're gone from the body in this fashion uh you will uh uh, look very if people if people are able to see you (laughs) if you brought enough of yourself let's say your etheric body and you will look very much like yourself but you might like kind of like ghost like you know you know, a little bit like not 3D, right? And and um, you look a little etheric, let's say. Mm-hmm. And and you will not have a physical body. So obviously, you 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 can't go skateboarding, <laughs> as as he did in the in the movie Back to the Future. You know, you can't uh, you can't fight with the the Morlocks as they did and the H.G. Wells. This is really exciting stuff but you don't have a physical body you can't you can't uh, you can't shoot hitler because you don't have a gun uh you can't sign a contract and buy at&t when it was really really cheap yeah. you know none of this happens but you can go and see things so i mean if you want to compare it to something let's compare it to remote viewing mm-hmm. um the bible says that god declares himself uh the beginning and the end the alpha and and the Omega. In other words, he is before time. He is after time. And it seems that time, the time construct, emanates from him, though he is outside of time and space. Does he give us time and space as a reference? Yeah. As a mortal being. That's a really good point. Um, I would say yes. You know, uh, God is the ultimate source. Um, it is the the. Uh, the sound that brought everything into, cre- into creation, the vibration. It is the source of all conscious energy, intelligent energy that, that, that emanates in all of life, including ours. Uh, but, but he's given us a, a temporal understanding of time and space, which um, is a little confusing for people for a while, you know. But I think it's I think it's part of our our growth process to to see the sandbox in which we're playing. Hmm. All right, there's another question here for you. Cat uh, asked this question: Has time travel affected your personal life? Yes, yes, yes. 
I mean, when I first started having um, encounters and they were happening rapidly mm -hmm. and close together, I actually checked myself into a hospital for um, two and a half days of um, every test they could think of. <laughs> like it's Monty Python movie, the, the machine that costs a billion dollars and goes ping, but, you know. But they couldn't find anything wrong with me. There was nothing wrong with me. What, what were your I, I symptoms? Mean, what were your symptoms? My my, my symptoms <clears throat> were simply that I was shifting in and out of time. I was I was seeing things that for the scenes of the past, and then they would they would disappear, and I'd see the here and now, you know. And this was happening. But but I have to admit, I was living in a place where you talk about you talk about portals earlier. There are places where these things just happen more often for some reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a story out there. I think it's in Georgia. Um, I have to look it up, but um, it hit the internet, it, uh, hit YouTube pretty big. It was about oil coming out of a Bible, and uh, then this oil coming out of the walls, and it got out in the inter on the internet, and uh, it got a lot of views, um, and then. People start going there because they heard there was miracles going on with oil coming out of the, this Bible and out of the, over the walls, and so they had to move their church gathering to a bigger venue, to a bigger place, and all the things stopped. All the oil manifestations stopped. Some say that the original place they were was actually built on a portal, and that yeah. the power of that portal or the interaction of the portal with this realm. Was really what was going on there? Was le leaking through, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. let's get another question here. Geo says, Vaughn, does time travel have anything to do with the string theory or quantum mechanics? No, it has more to do with um, more more to do with with Einstein's theory of relativity than anything. Mm -hmm. You know, Einstein said that he had. He said, I said, he said. To be honest with you, I thought of quantum mechanics. 100 times more than I thought of relativity. But I still don't believe it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so it it's it's so how would I say? Well, you know, they they tried to resolve it, you know, with the field theory. You know, they took the James uh, Maxwell's uh, dynamics of uh, electromagnetic radiation radiation uh, uh, fields and then they've combined that with with uh, quantum um, theories, and um, it's it's just too it's just it's it's. Oh, I'm going to just say it. It's material reductionism. We keep reverting back to this. People are people. They want a physical explanation for everything, and there are things that have no physical explanation. Well, you got that right. There are a lot of things that have no physical uh, yeah. explanation. All right, next question, Smoke C. Is it true that nothing can happen or materialize without a thought putting that event into motion? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thought, thought has focus, form, and impact. And what we're talking about, we're talking about consciousness. So, I mean, I think this is really important to remember. Uh, the dynamics, once again, of, of, of one person who's focusing and projecting a thought can be very powerful. Most people don't really think about focusing and directing uh, their thoughts to have impact in that way. Mm -hmm. When you begin to do that, you can change your world. 
you know, for the better. Um, you know, people do that sometimes as a group. You know, like a good example would be prayer or song or chanting. And, 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 and this um, is, is establishing uh, a huge energy base and then projecting that energy forward mm -hmm. into moving. Uh, so, yes, thoughts can move mountains. Okay. In, the, in the Star Trek, of course, they had the, the uh, transporter. Uh, is that oh, a yeah. possibility uh, of something that could actually be built? And I, work, I work for a publisher that was so convinced that he could build a machine that would, would, would enable you to travel through time. You know, I said, you know, just go read H.G. Wells. I mean, if you, if you want to be entertained. Um, I, <clears throat> I think that in, 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 in defense of Star Trek, the transporter moves you to another place, but not necessarily another time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Now, of course, sometimes, though, you might end up materializing in a, in a rock. So I think they need to get the bugs out of that before they start making a, a transport going into the future. Well, I wouldn't, but, but, bones. Wait, but, I wouldn't wait, no, want my but, atoms scattered around. There was, there was a Star Trek movie where they had to go into the future, I believe. They went to warp speed something. Something or another, yep. and they did go into the future, or, or in the past, one or the other. They had to change something. I think I think they did. That you know, yeah. rescue. Well, mission. that's that's right out of Einstein. Einstein's theory of, of 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 relativity was that if you could travel at or exceeding the speed of light, you could you could travel in time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and going along with that, Tracy A says, "Do you think the Philadelphia?" Philadelphia experiment involved time travel. That's a, an urban le legend. Actually, the, the the ship never left harbor. It was tied up. The ship next to it, however, was involved in some um, some kind of um, high level secret navy experiment to make the ship invisible. Mm -hmm. I mean, like a cloaking device, let's say, if you want to go back to the Klingon Empire. Um, that that uh, probably is where the Philadelphia experiment story comes from, the ship that was tied up next to it at the dock. Okay. Um, does time travel look and sound like the time warp as portrayed in the movie Stargate? Time warps. I, I guess I, I haven't seen the movie Stargate. Uh, it has something to do with people from an ancient Egyptian civilization that comes back. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Sitchin <laughs> talking about the uh, the uh, the gods of Egypt that come to the earth from another planet. You know, mm -hmm. um, I don't I don't I don't understand exactly what they were doing. In 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 Stargate, I, they had some kind of a device mm -hmm. where they would go to another place, another another um, another universe, another galaxy. You know, I mean, it's kind of supporting the the multiverse theory. I I, I didn't realize they were traveling in time, but more in place. Yeah. Okay. Um... Put Yahweh first says, Vaughn, my son saw a paradactyl in a time slip when he was six in a shopping center parking lot. What do you think about that? Wow, that's pretty amazing. 
Well, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't totally discount it. Um, there, there are many things that we will have a glimpse of into the future or the past, including ourselves and our world and our friends, that may or not, may or not actually come to, come to be. Um, it's very likely, very likely happened. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie. Um the event horizon i'm going to hold a piece of paper up there i don't know if you can see can you see this here can you see that yeah two dots there okay yeah in the movie event horizon uh they had to go out in space pretty quick and the way the the evil doctor explained said well the what's the quickest way to get from point a to point b they said was a straight line he said no the quickest way is to fold and yeah. get that way. Yeah. So this is very much like good point. I mean, this is very much like they're talking about a lot of cutting edge physics. Or mm-hmm. Physicists are talking about multiverses. As let me describe it this way: a folded up map, and 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 the little paper thin barrier between one universe and another universe are the folds in the map. So space, in fact, is folded, or maybe we shouldn't say space, but space-time, mm-hmm. and and in universes and realities, maybe that's a better term, uh, planes of existence or realities. Realities, of course, are dependent on our ability to see more than three dimensions. Since we can't see more than three dimensions, we can't see. You, know, we we look at these other places. And most of us say, like, I don't see it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. I've taken an eye test and it's like one color on that chart I don't even see. I don't I don't have the, the ability to see it. Mm-hmm. So so I think when you're limited by your ability to perceive only three dimensions and you're limited by your five senses of touch and feel and, and hearing, then 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 there's just so much you can or cannot see. But the folds in the universe, if you are in space, are all that really separates us. So the most, the most far out there other reality or universe is maybe closer than you think. And some physicists say that it's it's like a membrane thin wall between us can, and another universe. Can, can it occupy the same space? Uh, virtually the same space. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the uh, representation of the two dots on the paper, when yeah. they connect. Isn't that bypassing time, the time that it would really take from point A to point B, isn't that uh, skipping time and actually going into the future? Time doesn't actually exist. It, it's just a, a, it's a convenient measurement. And in, out, in, 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 in terms of energy, which is where we all are, we're just momentarily manifest here in this world. And, and, and everything is kind of slowed down. But we're still, everything's energy. I'm energy, you're energy. You know, the, uh, the picture behind you is energy. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like, in, in the bigger picture, um, energy moves effortlessly without any sense of time. Mm. Okay, let's get to another question here then. Um, if you surround yourself with a past timeline, like an old building with all old furniture, and you focus on that time period, will you go back? Also, will discovering a modern penny bring you back to where you were? 
Oh, uh, Christopher Reeves fan. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, I think that that might be the closest example of how to time travel ever put into a movie. I'm not saying it's perfect, but he was he was, he was focusing much much like a, a, a yoga master would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he was he was actually focusing so much on a point of departure that he event, eventually was at least in the, in the movie able to go back in time. Mm-hmm. But then when he lost that conscious um, frame of mind, he slipped back into the what was his original time. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, checking in on the poll questions that we have on our website, and everybody can still take those question polls. There's three of them actually, but two of them have to do with the program. Do you believe in time travel, Vaughn? We have uh, absolutely at 42.86%. 50% said not possible. 7.1% says no, don't believe in time travel, but time slips do exist. And then we have this, if you could go, if you could time travel, what period forward or backward would you go? We have um, uh, 12.5% say they just stay in the present. Uh, 50% said they go back to Galilee. I think we talked about that here at 30 AD. And then uh, 25% said 1966. I don't even mean we had three. I don't know what what's happening in 66 that somebody wants to go back to. All right. Uh, wow. We have a question here for you from the bear. It says, um, isn't what you're talking about astral traveling what the Heaven's Gate cult in San Diego was doing? They were doing that as well, it seemed like. Well, weren't they hoping the mothership would take them home or something like that? And they, mm-hmm. they, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a little different. Astral astral travel is, is similar to this, but it's... Um, it's it's like doing everything in black and white. Let's say, mm-hmm. um, hey, this hey, is hey, Bonnie, so much is, more. Uh, is is uh are, are we staring? Are we still wearing masks in the future? <laughs> I I don't think so. But you know, it's um, it, okay. It's, it's certainly it, uh, taught us a trick, hasn't it? A, a lot of uh, motivational speakers talk about visualizing what you want. Is yeah. visualization the seed? To travel yes. into the future or to make something happen in the future? Well, they're certainly linked. They're linked in to the degree that you, you need to alter your consciousness. You need to you have to speed up your brain to, to work to work faster. You have to see more than just is what in front of you. Um, you have to see beyond the uh, the obvious, you know. So in that sense, it, it's it's a shift in consciousness, and a shift in consciousness will manifest change. Uh, it will also allow you to experience things differently. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay, I I want to go to a future where Joe Biden is not the president. Is that possible? Well, uh, he probably wouldn't have to go very very far. He's kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but Yahweh says uh, Vaughn. Have you seen angel messengers in your traveling about? Gosh, yes. Uh, they're out there. What do they um, look like? Oh, well, um, they are they are light beings. They, uh, they um, will often appear in some kind of a form that you can relate to, but they are light beings. Um, they're very helpful. They're like guides, you know. Um, they'll assist you. I mean, they don't, like, try to, like, 
do everything for you and, and carry you and everything. But I mean, they'll they'll answer questions and they'll assist you um, if you know the questions to ask and you ask in the right way. Mm-hmm. I totally believe in angels. Okay. Um, what is your take on UFOs and ETs giving us time travel technology? See, here's here's what I think. Um, I'm glad you brought it up. I think that people think of UFOs as being way out there. <laughs> maybe they're just us in the future. Well, I've heard that. Maybe, maybe they're just us, you know, when we've developed like three more um, levels of dimensional thinking, you know, uh, a more evolved us. Maybe, maybe ghosts aren't so much deceased people hanging around as, as as visions of the past that, that are like merging into what we call our present, which are often, you know, merging and blending almost simultaneously. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and here's a great question. Uh, actually, I had it written down. Somebody asked as well. Is deja vu time traveling? Yeah. I mean, I have a whole chapter on that. I, I think that absolutely when people, there, there's a lot of, a lot of, People will try to explain away time slips. And I understand how when you accidentally slip in time, even if it's just momentary, that it's, it's very disconcerting because you have no frame of reference. People won't believe you. And it's like, whoa, I didn't get to study it, so it must have been out of my imagination. And people will say, oh, I was daydreaming. I was just having uh, some uh, imagination. Uh, I was delusional. Or they'll say it was deja vu. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's get into what is deja vu. You know, if 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 there's nothing in your memory, your your memory banks in your in your head, that in this lifetime you've ever seen this, or heard this, or read about it, or seen it in a movie, or heard it described to you by another person, there is no frame of reference for you to have said, "Oh, I've seen that before." Mm-hmm. You know, so it's completely, completely, completely new to you. So then I think deja vu is then that an explanation. So then we have to include when you meet someone, you say, oh, I'm pretty sure I've never met you. And you go through all these questions. Where do you vacation? Where do you go to school? Where do you live? You know, where do you go shopping? You know, I could have I've never met you before. And yet I seem to recognize you. You know, this happens. Also, you come into a room or or a, a scene somewhere, and you'll walk into the scene. You'll say, "Oh my gosh, I've been here before," and you think to yourself, "No, wait, did I read about it? Did I see a picture? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, how did this happen?" Mm-hmm. And if if there's no ex- other explanation, remember Sherlock Holmes always said. If there's no other explanation, then it has to be something else, right? You can't keep going back and keep going back and say, well, it must have been delusional. You know, mm. no, it wasn't delusional. I must have seen it in a movie. No, I've never seen this in a movie. So so then, then you have to start looking at what it really could be. And so, yes, deja vu is a good way to explain uh, a memory of, 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 of the past, uh, very much like time travel. Mm-hmm. So it well, is proof that we have been somewhere else before. Well, it looks like we have a, a bit of that. And I saw pop up in the live chat. Um, uh, one of our viewers said that they had a vision as a child. They were afraid of 2020 
and used to pray they would die before 2020. As a matter of fact, to avoid the horror of 2020. Now, that goes along with how would anyone know what's going to happen in 2020? You know, when there was no frame yeah. of reference, there's no movies about 2020. There was about 2012. 2020 yeah. was kind of an Isn't anomaly, it, but it's a nightmarish year, changed, and the world changed. It, it, it is frightening, and the world changed, and, and I, some for the worst, and, and I, I think in some ways for the better. We've learned how to communicate with each other and get on in other ways. We've learned to uh, um, to live, you know, within ourselves and not so much outside ourselves. Um, we've learned how to communicate, you know, in other ways. But, you know, I mean, I mean let's be realistic. I mean, people are so frightened by this pandemic and it is frightful it's killed millions around the world but in the united states it's it still trails cancer and heart disease for deaths uh in in the course of a year mm-hmm. do you think 2020 was destined i went back in the first hour I'm, i talked about hg Wells movie the, the time machine how that the guy's wife died and he tried to save her and she died again it's like he, he must have figured there's going to be endless loop no matter what he did but somebody just said in the live chat they had several things negative happen to them in yeah. 2020. So are these things the whole the whole 2020 nightmares? Uh, was that destined to happen? Wow, wow! I have no idea. You know, I I, spo- I, I do believe there's such a thing as destiny. I really do. And and by that I mean that the energy of what's happened around something will move it into a new direction that's all i mean by by destiny you know forces that 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 push things off of a cliff and then it goes down the hill it's that simple you know like rain running down the driveway um destiny you know uh, how much control do we have over our lives i mean we can we can learn from the patterns in in our lives but in 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 a real way, we are living out destiny because certain things are going to be conditioned in front of us, mm-hmm. and 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 there's not a lot we can do about it. 2020 was one of those things. So, so for instance, if a person could time travel back to when Apple just started, and yeah. uh, you know, obviously you should have made an investment then. Uh, if somebody went back and was able to make an investment then. Would the investment fail because they weren't destined to make money from? They weren't destined to have a big income from that kind of source. Well, you so really they would can't. go into a multiverse yeah. where Apple yeah, yeah, failed yeah. because they tried to change it. Yeah. Well, you really can't change. You really can't change the future by going back into the past. I mean, you could learn from it and 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 take an example from it, and it can be instructive to you. But you really can't alter another timeline because you really can't act i mean you really can't go into a brokerage office and put down money and buy something (laughs) all right teflon coat says vaughn if you dream or experience a different dimension and you see gold coins can you bring them back with you no no you have no physical substance whatsoever Mm -hmm. and 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 since we're on this subject when we first started talking we were talking about an old friend of mine. I don't even know if he's still out there kicking, but Bruce Vance, the Midwest cowboy poet, wrote a couple of amazing books on dreams. 
and and he talked about lucid dreaming, which is which is very appropriate here, here to setting up uh, time travel. In in describing setting up lucid dreams, Bruce Vance in Dreamscape and Mindscape talked about how you would see things differently. You you in fact do have new eyes and new ears. You're not going to see colors the same. So you know if it looks like gold, it might not be gold. You know, mm-hmm. it's some, you know we don't have the same five uh, sensory uh, uh, skills that we have as a physical being. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, we are talking with Vance Brashler about his book, Time Shifts. It is a collection of stories of time slippage. Uh, Vance, give us a little quick snippet of one of your favorite stories in that book. Well, I love the one of, uh, there's so many good ones, but uh, um, how about Charlotte Moberly? Moberly. Okay. Charlotte Moberly was a, a college professor from Oxford University. She and her colleague, Eleanor Jordan, visited Versailles in 1901. This is well documented. The two ladies traveled the gardens and they found out it was pretty much closed. They couldn't see other people. And they were disappointed they couldn't get into the Grand Trianon Garden. That's what they wanted to see. So Charlotte Moberly and Eleanor Jordan from Oxford, they wandered into the Petit Trianon, the small garden that was favored by Marie Antoinette. And when they got there, they saw people in period costumes. I mean, from, you know, centuries ago, the period of Marie Antoinette. They saw a lady who was painting at an easel. And they, there were people that were jugglers. And there were, there were, there were you know, was somebody dressed as a troubadour. There was somebody singing with a lute. And they didn't seem to really respond to them as though they couldn't even see the ladies. And they wandered around, and they were like dumbfounded. And they, they, then they passed across this little bridge, and then they said, "Oh my gosh, what have we stumbled into? I don't get it." And they, and they, and they came out of the gardens, and they went back, and it wasn't there. It was just a garden. So they, they were really confused by this, and but they never stopped talking about it. Now these were very credible ladies, university professors. So they wrote a book in 1911 called An Adventure, and in this they describe what they saw. And so in England, the British Society for Psychical Research investigated their reports. They found that, in fact, Marie Antoinette was very fond of organizing these garden parties where people would dress up, that there was, in fact, a a poet, a French poet, Robert Montague, who liked to Allow, uh, organize the costume parties with her. They they found that Marie Antoinette, in fact, would would sit at an easel and sketch in her garden during these parties. They then they couldn't figure out about the bridge, but then they looked deeper. And then years later, years after the women had this adventure, they found that there in fact had been. A bridge, a little bridge that was was removed at some point, and they would have would have had no way to know that. And then I have stories of um, of a, a pilot in 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 uh, Scotland, uh, Air Force Marshal Sir Victor Goddard, and in 1935, Sir Goddard was flying over an uh, an airfield in Edinburgh. He was with the British Royal Air Force. And he was an Air Force Marshal. 
and the storms, storm, wind storms forced him over an abandoned air, airfield near Edinburgh in Scotland. And um, then he turned around and he tried to go back uh, after the storm le- uh, weakened. And on the, his second pass, he spotted in this abandoned airfield. Now it looked totally different. There were strange new planes he'd never seen before. And there were ground crew that were dressed in blue overalls. Well, he came back and he reported what he saw. And they said, no, no. Years later, however, the Royal Air Force, in fact, did paint all their planes this way. They had exactly the design that he had described years earlier. And they had changed the ground crew uniforms from brown to blue. I mean, this is a well-documented. So I think... There are cases, I guess what I'm trying to say, of people who have had time slips, I call them time shifts, mm-hmm. who are very credible people. You know, a policeman stopped uh, a thief in a, in a, in a Liverpool uh, back alley, and uh, he was chasing the thief, and, he, and the thief got away, and he ran down the alley, and right in front of the policeman's eye, he disappeared. And then the story the thief came back with was remarkable. He said that he ran down the alley and the shops looked really, really old. And they were all from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, he had gone there in 2006. And, and he saw a newspaper stand when he was in the alley, and he looked at a dateline. I mean, where the heck am I? And the dateline read 1967. Well, he was, you know, I mean, people didn't seem to move. They were like frozen in time or something. And so he ran back in the same direction, forgetting the policeman was there. And, the, of course, the policeman grabs him, and he takes him in, and he, and he says, what the heck are you doing? And the man tells him this crazy story. Now, the policeman filed a report, and the report was, was printed in the Liverpool Echo, a newspaper. And in fact, what he described in the alley was exactly the way the shops looked back in 1967. Mm-hmm. So there are many stories like this. Mm, wow. Hey, uh, has, has the U.S. government or any government uh, time traveled? Mm. I know, um, I know a... Uh, a fellow that works <laughs> for the CIA that he claims that he uh, he goes back and forth in time to look at things for them. But but from what you what you said what you it seems like what you said is though you can travel forward and backward you can't yep. mess you can't mess with time. You can't mess with time because you have no physical uh, bearing. Mm-hmm. You have no physical presence. You're mm-hmm. just there like a, a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. And and. Um, yeah, so you could be advised. I mean, that's the way shamans would do it. They would they would advise their people based on what they found from the past or the future. All right. Is here's a question from uh, Tracy Yates. Is quantum entanglement connected to time travel? I don't know. I uh, can't answer that. Okay, that's not a problem there. And then we have this question here. Uh, Raul Sanchez says, Vaughn, is it possible that the past present and future can merge together at any point 
I think this is what happens in time slips. <laughs> it happens with a convergence of energy at a certain place. And I looked at different possibilities. Uh, there are like <clears throat> black holes or singularities would be a possibility. Energy vortexes. Um, you would have then portals. Um, there are grids, earth grids, you know, energy grids. Um, and then th also there's there's light, and there's a, there's a question of whether or not people as light beings can merge with light. And I think this is a – then there are holes in the fabric of, of, of our reality, and you can slip through the holes. So can, can all the times converge? Absolutely, and, and, and they do, because, I mean, the past, the present, and the future are actually – I think this is comforting to think that they're all actually uh, occurring simultaneously. It's just a que question of where, think of it like a bus line, and the, and the bus goes all the way through town, and it makes a big circle, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Brings you back exa exactly where you started from. Mm -hmm. And, and you, could, you could jump on the bus at different places, and you would call it the, uh, the fourth and main bus, or you call it the third and elm bus based on your own uh, particular orientation as mm -hmm. to where you plugged into the bus mm -hmm. you know and that is the way we we perceive time but but you can get off at any place on that bus or you can come back exactly where you started from time is circular mm -hmm. um in um uh First John one seven because you talk about the light. There is a, yeah. a definitive scripture on light. It says, "But if <laughs> but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus uh, purifies us. And so, it, it, is is it possible then as humans that we can merge with this light because god obviously is a light being he says so god is light yeah and so so doesn't it seem that we can merge out of our sort of carnal bodies and our spiritual bodies and merge into his while we're yet in this dimension to that i say amen yes i mean i wrote a book on that a friend of mine who died and um it's called moving in the light and and yes i mean um in the beginning, and God created light, and 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 everything was flew fr uh, came from that, and everything that we see, and everything that we know, and everything we experience is light emanating from God. So, if we actually could merge with the light, we would merge with the eternal spirit. Mm. I'm just wondering if we get gradations of that little snippets, little little pockets where we actually hit that and then maybe that's where we experience deja vu maybe that's where we have a lucid dream maybe that's where we have a vision uh you know or maybe we actually see something that's going to happen in the future because i think everyone's sort of had a premonition and i'm wondering if that premonition is because we moved to the light and we were able to see because yep. god is in the future and in the past and said in him is light and no darkness at all so i'm just thinking that we get we can actually perhaps been enabled to move into that light and maybe for the benefit of ourselves and hopefully maybe for the benefit of others as well. Absolutely. God is light. Um, all creation is light. We are light. Um, to merge with the light brings us all together, which is the ultimate goal. So when we have these moments 
where we experience, let's call it um, growth, spiritual growth, or someone might call it spiritual evolution, or I've called it um, raised consciousness. It's all a way of saying that you've, you've come closer to the light. And when you come closer to the light, you can see better, can't you? Absolutely. All right. Very, very, very well said. Um, Smoke says, Vaughn, what does it mean if you have a continuation of a previous dreams, like a series ah, of dreams connected? Beautiful question. Yes. Uh, keep working on it. <laughs> it's good. See, this is called dream work. And you want to go back to your dreams and continue to, uh, to uh, explore them. Because in exploring them, you learn, you grow, you evolve, and you, um, it's, it's a good thing. Life is all about discovery and growth, right? I and mean, this is why we're here. We want to, to spiritually all grow. Mm -hmm. I think it's very good to continue with your dreams. And so for that reason, I say when you come out of something like that, uh, you want to like uh, quietly reflect on it. And then you want to get up and actually write write down what you remember. Mm -hmm. And then you want to actually think of that place and time and that situation again so you can return. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that uh, people have described the, the Shroud of Turin as what made that three-dimensional image was light. Yeah, uh, been impregnated into the fabric itself and created a three-dimensional. So it sounds like Jesus was under that, and his light being exploded, and yeah. as I guess it went through it and yeah. impressed that 3D image. It's really profound, isn't it? Because I mean, you know, they've examined it too. Photographers have examined it in the shroud. They say it's like a a perfect negative. It's like you think of a a film print as a positive, that is a negative. So it's 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 uh, an explosion of light. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, one of our viewers said that they used to get deja vu at age 11 driving by a certain house, which by coincidence they now own at age yeah. 57. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've had something like that too. Thinking of a place where I'm going to live and then I actually live there. And I've never ever seen it before. Uh, yes. I mean here's the best way I can explain that you know our connection to the light the, you know, the, the light within us actually knows where it's been and it knows where it's going and it knows so much more than this little pocket calculator we call our brain yeah now I, now I have a I have a, com, a converse uh, happening um, when I was a brash young cowboy um, there was an auto place that I drove past and I said to myself, it was a dump and uh, it, it cars <laughs> up on blocks. And I said to myself, I will never, ever work at a place like that. 30 days later, I was working at that exact place. Yeah. Yeah. Was exactly. that, what, what was that Vaughn? That, that was a massive time slip, man. That was a time well, error. Let, let, let me tell you how I got into a yoga. It's kind of a similar story. You might find it interesting and, and similar to yours in a way. I'm, uh, I was working in, in, um, in Oregon. I was working for a company that would um, set up like um, specialty books with New York publishers. And sometimes I would travel um, on the plane from Portland to New York. And then uh, that, the, the flight I took almost always stopped to pick up additional passengers in Minneapolis. On one of my trips, 
a flight attendant walked up to me and said, I'm going to move you to a more appropriate seat. I said, excuse me? I'm thinking like, what did I do wrong? You know, Mm -hmm. she moved me to a back seat. And then she came back and she said, I've reviewed your meal option. This is a while ago and we had meals. And she said, I'm going to put you down for the fruit platter. You need to change your diet immediately. I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> it's like, I hope I'm not in a lot of trouble. Then she comes back later. She says, do you mind if I sit with you? I need to, to speak with you. I said, oh, no, here, here it is. She said, um, when you get to Minneapolis, I want you to call me to start your training. She said, I'm a yoga instructor. She gave me a card. And on the card, it said her name, Carol, and her last name, which I won't repeat. And because um, she's a very mysterious lady. And and it had flight instructor, I mean, a flight uh, um, uh, attendant. And then the name of the, of the, of the airline. Then I said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She said, no, turn it over. And it said, Colleen, same last name, for a different first name. It said, yoga instructor, and her phone number. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, what's this? Is you know, she's a very pretty lady. She's not trying to pick me up. What is this all about? What kind of a scam is this? She, I said, well, thank you very much, but I have to explain to you that I'm just passing through, and I don't actually get off the plane in Minneapolis. I have no plans to move to Minneapolis. I've never been in Minneapolis, and don't expect you. She said, okay, but when you get here, call me. I come back from that trip. And in about two weeks, the owner of our company flies in from another state and said, we're, we're moving the company. We're moving it to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I practically mm-hmm. fall out of my chair. She said, he said, I know this is a big surprise, but my partner and I talked about it just this weekend. We thought this is the thing to do. There's a consultant now out there that'll really put us uh, uh, in, into a good position and we need his help and he can't travel. So anyone who wants to stay with the company moves immediately. The rest of you will be laid off shortly. So I move. It was a difficult move. But I get out there, and I'm thinking like, now isn't that a coincidence? So I look at my wallet, and wouldn't you know it, I kept her card, and I called her up, and I said, is this Carol? I mean, Colleen? And she said, hi, Vaughn. I said, yes. Do you remember me? She said, good, you're here now. She said, when do you start your, your, your yoga instruction? I said, well, um, just a minute. Are these like individual or group lessons? And she says, it, it's a, you, de- you decide. And I said, are they going to be on a s- night or the day or the weekend? She said, you decide. And then I said, well, they cost a lot of money. Are they free? Or she said, it's up to you. She said, I'm here to help you. So... She gave me a lot of instruction, and she taught me an advanced level of yoga that I've tried to explain here today. It's called Raja Yoga. Mm -hmm. It's not stretching exercises. Mm -hmm. It's way, way more than that. And and anyway, eventually she took me to a group, and she said, you work with these people now. They're your people. And she hooked me up with some people in Minneapolis, and she said, I'm moving now 
to start a yoga center in New Mexico. And then I never heard from her again. And you know, it's really, really funny. I never heard of her going to the airport ever. So I'm thinking like, whoa, how did she know the future? I think she was a time traveler. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, I would be thinking that as well. Um, is it possible that we are living multiple lifetimes at the same time? Yes. Uh, I, I strongly believe that. I know it's controversial. I know that it's very hard to prove, except that eventually a lot of people will run into their 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 other self and they say, oh, my gosh, you know. Mm -hmm. I, but I, what I say, a lot of people, someone that looks like you, talks like you, thinks like you, but lives in a diff different place, mm -hmm. you know, and we call them probable others or other probable realities, other realities. I think that I'm conscious of another life that I'm living. I mean, I have no way of validating that, so I won't elaborate on it. It's, mm -hmm. it's just it's just a feeling that sometimes I'm somewhere else living a different life. Mm -hmm. Is uh is the CERN Hadron Collider, are they trying to jump through space and time? Yeah, and that's what they're trying, but it will not work. It will fail. It will absolutely fail. This will not work. Why? Because, it's, because it's, technology it's can't do billion it? It's a billion-dollar scientific boondoggle. No doubt about that. Yeah. How, how, do they, how do they even know a little particle's flying around there at a speed of light? How do they, how do they catch that thing? Anybody well, know how they do and that? it could be very dangerous. You know, if you want to create the Big Bang, you you want to blow up the world. I mean, it's like, come well, on, isn't that stop because, messing with this. Isn't there because is, isn't there bounds and constraints that we are under that cannot be broken? Hmm. Boy, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think there is a security net somewhere. But but there is, of course. I mean, the the, the fact is that no energy can ever be destroyed. Right. You, you and I will die physically, but we will sort of go, like on, the, go on. Sort of like the Van Allen radiation belt, which guarantees yep. humans can't pass through it, therefore we didn't go to the moon like that. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I mean, if we totally obliterate this planet, we'll all, we'll all regroup somewhere else. I slid that one through. I guess I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, it, will, it, will, it will have another radio show. Huh? Wow. Okay, um, so biblically, they that at a certain point, people were able to live hundreds of years. Uh, yeah. Now, was it hundreds of years or time? Was it shorter? <coughs> therefore, the human body experience was longer. Well, you know, there's different ways of looking at that. I mean, um, I have no idea. I mean, it, it seems to me, as someone who has worked in communication, it could be like a. a a semantic thing that they've lived hundreds of years in a, a way of saying they've lived a really long life, <laughs> mm -hmm. but not literally hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. uh, then again, they could have lived hundreds of years. I mean, they had maybe less disease, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's hard to say, you know, mm -hmm. but we get, we get hung up on, on, on things like duration, you know, rest assured, nothing ever ends. It's only transformed. So, so many people have said on this program that they keep seeing on their clock like 11, 11. Uh, yeah. I remember somebody said they woke, woke up for years every every night at 3 a.m. on the, every single, who knows why. Uh, are those, is time being created or stopped or their their existence, is that a, is that a marker for I th them? I think it is. I think it is like a marker. There's, there's a power in certain numbers. I've tried to like figure this out, but I, 
I just lack the intellect, I guess. Pythagoras had a whole uh, way of looking at the power of numbers, mm-hmm. uh, and they all had different significance. Eleven, eleven is a significant number. Mm-hmm. In Three the, is a significant number. In the in the movie, the the island, a science fiction movie about clones. Uh, mm-hmm. The in the movie, certain people get to get off, get out of their their constraints, and they get to go to this beautiful island. But I mean, if they don't get selected, then they're they're stuck in this kind of building-looking thing. So, <laughs> so one of those guys said, "Wait a minute, I got this figured out." So he had his big old long sheet of paper of, of people's names and numbers, and he was able. He thought he was able to predict who was going to the island next, but it failed. So, but people have been looking at numbers, yeah, as well. And I'm wondering, uh, the numbers seems almost like time. There's isn't there an infinite amount of numbers? Yeah, the numbers have a vibrational quality, apparently, like musical notes. You, you can compare musical notes to um, to a lot of things. You can compare compare them to numbers, mathematics. You can compare musical notes to, like, um, colors or frequencies, mm-hmm. you know, vibrational. Because it, it's all energy. Mm-hmm. It's all energy. Well, t- t- the, 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 the idea of time is numbers. You know, yeah. 10 minutes from now, 20 minutes, two years, those are numbers, definitive spots in a calculation. But but in the end, they really don't mean anything. Is that, is that what we're talking it, about? Yeah, in the end, they really don't mean anything. It's, it's They're like markers, as you said, markers. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like a, a, it's a point on the trail. So it's markers for in the realm of infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like you think of yourself on a long journey, and along the way, you like to mark the trees so you can know where you are, mm-hmm. you know. And I always say, like, you know, life is a long journey and it never ends, and it'll go on and on and on forever. And it's like you, it, when anybody goes on a trip, they need to pack certain things, they need to prepare. You can't just wander through life. And so we need markers, we need mileposts. Mm-hmm. It's helpful. Mm. Well, Ron Brashler, we're coming to the end of the program here. We're talking about your book, Time Shifts, Experiences Slipping in the Past and the Future. How can people get the book? Uh, it is available on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble and some bookstores if they're open. Please, bookstores open. <laughs> we need you. Um, but yes, uh, it is also distributed by... Um, Inner Traditions? Somebody. Um a New York publisher, you can find it pretty easily. Okay. All right. Well, Vaughn, we're at the end of the broadcast. Any any final thoughts you'd like to conclude with? Um, time is is endless, and it, it's really not measure. You can't measure your life in coffee spoons. <laughs> Think of that. The poem you can't measure your life in coffee spoons. You know, you have to explore. Life is about exploring. And I always encourage people to to uh, have a good life, explore, discover, and and sign on for the big journey. Mm. Okay. Well, Avon, I appreciate you coming on the Edge broadcast. Can we have you on again sometime? That sounds like a good plan. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Well, thanks for coming on the program, Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you.